This is Wetlock, my true unscripted chronicles as a prison wife. Join me on my journey as I bring you crazy stories, informative facts, updates on my husband, advice from my family and friends, and special guests giving their true life stories on the prison system. This is not your average love story. Welcome to Wetlock. So today, guys, I am going to speak off the top of my head. Most of my episodes, I take notes and I use a lot of key points so that I can stay on topic. But today, I just wanted to speak from my thoughts as they come to mind as I'm talking to you guys. Now, don't mistake it. In every episode, it is unscripted and it is uncut, but I do have structure. I'm an Aquarius, guys. I got to have structure or else I will go completely bonkers. Um, People have messaged me about my previous encounter dealing with an inmate and really want to know what happened, especially to make me say I'd never um, do it again. And how I got past it, what advice I have for someone who didn't end up with the happily ever after. So I just decided that I was going to talk about that today. Now, before I jump into this topic, let me be clear. This is my opinion based on my experiences and experiences of other people that I know. Um, I will not go into depth on the actual person that I had this experience with. Um, And of course, I mean, I'm not going to go into other people's um, um, names and, you know, all this kind of stuff or whatever. I respect my husband and my marriage. Therefore, I won't put any energy into the actual person rather than the lessons, experiences, and the healing, um, you know, behind everything. So, here we go. Um, There are a few things that I actually grew up on as far as values and morals. And to this day, I mean, I still follow them. One of the things that was taught to me was to do unto others as I would want them to do unto me. In my late 20s, I can remember going to my aunt and telling her that I was mad at her. I told her I was mad at her because she taught me to do unto others as I want them to do unto me. My reasoning for me telling her I was upset with her was because I told her that she taught me this and, you know, I've been doing this. This is how I've been living my life. You know, I've been good to people. I treat people how I want to be treated. And 
I feel like I'm not getting it back from these people. And my aunt simply looked me in my face and told me straight up. I did not tell you that those people were going to do unto you the same. What I've raised you to do is to treat people right, treat people good, do right by them as you would want people to treat you. But I never told you that those same people were going to give you that same thing back. She then explained to me that God sees everything and as long as my heart is pure, as long as my intentions are good, the things that I was expecting for people to give me back, he will. My blessings will come from other things, other situations, and other people. And from that day, I understood. The confusion was simply gone. I understood. And I continue to this day to live my life like that. If you personally know me, um, that's how I live my life. I try to be good to people. I try to treat people how I want to be treated. Um, And that's one of my life rules. My dad had many of sayings and I want to say the reason why his was I would consider his more of game than anything because of the lifestyle that my dad lived and of course by him being a man um his was a little more harder you know heartless and non-emotional and things like that and of course by me being his daughter um he wanted me to be strong you know be very very strong and and I must say um that's pretty much how I turned out that is definitely how I turned out I used to always say to him like I'm not a boy I'm not a boy especially when I would have these emotional rants you know I'm not a boy you know I, I, if I get hurt or something, you know, I'm going to cry. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be sad. But my dad did not want to raise me where I had that energy in me where people could see my weakness or see that they could run over me. Um, and that's what happens a lot of times. A lot of times, um, opportunists and users and abusers, they know their prey it's all over you you know and as I got older I kind of understood that you know especially the the looking for a father figure and all these type of things I would see that in in other people and friends when they didn't really have those relationships you know with their dad and stuff so again my dad's concepts was a tad bit different than my aunt's um don't fall for the wooden nickel is one of them um Trust in God, everybody's pays cash. Um, no expectation, no letdown, which is one of my favorite ones. And I, again, I did not understand that one until I got older and, and experienced some things. So 
that's going to lead me into this topic. For me, I am a very loyal person. Um, I will give you the shirt off my back. And the choices that I make when I do that comes from a place of love. It doesn't come from a place of malice. It doesn't come from a place where I am expecting something. It doesn't come from a place where I am trying to gain something from you. It's all love. So when you care about a person, you try to do and be there for them as much as you can. And sometimes you will extend yourself way beyond your own reach because you put them before you because a lot of times like myself I know I'm going to be okay I know I'm going to be all right I know I can get through anything and in knowing that a lot of times my decisions have been to extend myself to people um beyond my reach because I know I will be okay and what I am saying is I will give you my last because I know I'm going to get it back. I know I'm blessed. I planted seeds. I'm a good person. I do the right thing. So my blessings are going to come regardless. So I have always lived my life with that mentality. Like, you know, if this person's, if this person needs it, more than I do, I'm going to give it because I'm going to get it back. And I did that for a very long time, a very long time. I was very selfless. And honestly, it became a badge. It was something, it was something that people saw. And when you have people that are out for self and only are thinking about how things affect them, what they can get out of the situation, um, especially if they don't share the same values and morals as you do, you are taken for granted in a way that is unimaginative. It, you don't see it coming because your heart and your thoughts are so pure. But the people on the receiving end could give a shit because it's, it's, they're trying to get to their end game. They are trying to secure and protect whatever they need to protect. And there are a lot of people out there. And honestly, I will say this. It doesn't make them a horrible person. It makes them narcissistic. <laughs> because these are the same people that when they don't get their way or when you're confronted with things, they flip it. They will flip it on you. And it is very draining. It is very draining. My situation 
that I endured was my heart, my loyalty, um, and my resilience kept me in a situation with someone that no matter what they were going through, I was there. And in the midst of that, you know, and I want to, and I want to stress this. I really want to stress this. We control our narratives. We we control our narratives. And trust me when I tell you, especially people with calculated thoughts. I, I'm a calculated thinker. When you have people that are saying and doing certain things to get certain reactions, they know what they are doing. Please understand me. They know what they are doing. So when it comes time to them taking responsibility for it, that's when that narcissistic personality comes out. I know from the time I meet you, from the time I kick it with you, from the time I am around you, whether I want you in my life or not. I know within a certain amount of time, if this is somebody I want to be with, do I see a future with them? I know. Just like I know, people know. And then there's this gray area, which you have to be careful with. I'm black and white. I do not dwell in the gray area. Gray areas to me are places where you can escape you you can either or the gray area sometimes you can say something and not say something that's a gray area sometimes you can tell a person something and use it however you need to use it within that gray area. See, I can tell you, I can't wait for us to such and such and such and such. The I can't wait for us, when I'm confronted with it down the line after I have used you and lied to you, I can tell you, well, when I meant us, I didn't mean us as a couple. I meant us like friends, like kicking it. But when I used us, I knew the way I was using it because I knew how I wanted you to interpret it on the other end. I wanted to continue to give you false hope so that you would continue to be there for me and thinking about us. But when it is time for me to move on or when it is time for me to stop all of this, the us at this point is in the gray area because you took us the wrong way, not the way I intended for us to be. Narcissistic, gray area. Um... I had a person in my life that was my friend for a very long time, you know, and 
I, like all my relationships, like all my friendships, you know, when they were in a situation, you know, incarcerated, I was there. Like I was there 100%. I was there and it was my choice is what I wanted to do because I cared about this person because I love this person and I was happy to do it. I was happy to do it. When you get caught up emotionally, it's really hard to see the forest from the trees sometimes. And when a person is continuing to feed you and give you what they know you want to hear and what they know you desire it's a form of manipulation when it is not reciprocated on your end now don't get me wrong my situation was a loving situation like we both cared about each other we both loved each other do not mistake it do not mistake it when they went away, I was there, you know, and a few and plenty of times I, I I opted out. I wanted to opt out because it got to a place where it started being very confusing. You know, it started off as one thing, then it started getting into something else. And then when when the lines was being, you know, blurred I was trying to will myself out of the situation. But at this point, I'm, I'm caught up. My feelings are in. I'm caught up. And I'm thinking based off of things that are said and behaviors that we're, we're, we're pretty much in the same frame of mind. And then, then it was a lot of yo-yo. It was a lot of yo-yo, a lot of it, it, emotional roller coaster and a yo-yo because one minute it's, yes, I want this. No, I don't. Yes, I want this. No, I don't. Well, I think I'm going to do this over here. Well, I, you know what? I'm not going to do this over here. Well, I think I want to just do this by myself. Well, no, I'm not going to do this by myself. You are on a ride. You are on a ride. But your emotions and your feelings are telling you that this ride is worth it. I love this person. You know, whatever it is, whatever they're going through, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. And your intentions are pure. Your intentions are pure. Your your, t- your intentions are pu- so pure that you start to find excuses and reasons why this person is doing this. Oh, they're just going through it right now. You know, the place that they are. Da, da, da. You, you do all of that to yourself because you don't want to accept the fact that you're possibly being used and manipulated. Or, you know, this may not be healthy or what I need to do. Maybe I should wait for this person to get out, see where this goes. You know, there's a lot of things that play in your mind and into this situation. Um, You then have that moment, <laughs> that moment where you get slapped in the face. And that's the moment that, A, they're either on their way home or they are home. And everything changes. The communication is not the same or it's completely stopped. Um, All of a sudden, everything that you guys had 
that's when you feel jaded. Um, you begin to think to yourself all the time that you wasted, all of the things that were told to you, you start dissecting and analyzing the entire situation. You dissect the emails, you dissect the text messages, you dissect the letters, you start thinking about what did you hear that you wasn't supposed to hear. You literally take yourself through a lot because now you are mad, you are angry, and you are hurt, and you go to blaming yourself. You know, I shouldn't have did this, it was my fault, you know, and questioning who you are and and your loyalty and your love. And I am here to tell you guys firsthand that if doing something for someone that you care about makes you feel good, it makes you happy, you did nothing wrong. If wanting something and hoping for something and hanging on to something It is not wrong to feel that way. Staying in a situation hoping that you will change a person's mind is the first wrong step. Now, I'm not saying that is my wrong step or where I went wrong. What I am saying to you guys is filter your situation. Look for the red flags. If someone is telling you that they don't want to be with you, hear it. Hear it loud and clear. Do not continue to move in a way that you think that you're going to convince them. Do not continue to put yourself out there thinking that they're going to wake up and say, oh, you know what? have changed my mind because of all these things that they have done do not do it to yourself you have to create healthy boundaries for yourself in these type of situations which means that you have to fall back you have to start getting used to not communicating as much because you have to save yourself if you do not Every move that you make, you're still making it from that emotional place. Everything that you do, you're still doing it with that heart that you love with this person that you want to be with. You have to fall back. Um, For me, my my experience... um, After that person came home, you know, I did not hear from that person for a couple of months. We did end up talking and we did end up, you know, back dealing with each other. Because, again, now this is someone I had dealings with. This isn't anyone I met, you know, in jail or, um, you know, I knew and didn't have dealings with. So it it wasn't nothing like that. So the feelings were still there. So, of course, with that connection... Um, we started back to deal with each other and 
everything just kind of went out the window for me. You know, I was trying to start from scratch. I was trying not to hold them, you know, accountable for what was emotionally done to me. And I just kept going. And even then, even then, guys, I still heard what I wanted to hear because I loved this person and they knew I loved them. So instead of saving me from it or stopping me because they knew what they wanted, it was still entertained because again, why stop it? Why stop it? Why stop someone who is being there, who is helping, who got my back? Why stop it? If I'm a selfish person, if I'm a heartless person, if I'm a person that's out to get what I'm trying to get and by any means necessary, why stop it? Because guess what? It don't affect them. It doesn't affect them. It affects you. Or they don't realize how it's going to affect them. So, as I said, for me, yes, we, we, we did start, you know, dealing back with each other. And it was still a roller coaster. It was still a roller coaster. It was still in the back of my mind, a lot of anger, um, a lot of hurt feelings. Because I, I continuously thought about the sacrifices that I had made when this person was away. You know, putting this person before me. And again, I'm a person who takes responsibility. By no means am I blaming it am I blaming this person? I made those choices, but I made those choices thinking that this person cared and 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 loved me. That's why I did it, you know, because I thought we shared the same feelings, you know, feelings so um, as time went on, you know. We continue, we, we, we continue, and it was toxic. It was toxic. It was a lot of back and forth, you know, it was a lot of, I don't know if I want to do this. Well, maybe, I, it was a lot. It was a lot. So, yes, it did progress on the outside, but it was still toxic. And what happened on the inside um, was very damaging. And at the time... I did not see it and I did not realize it until I got out of the situation um, and met someone new. And when I met that new person, it was like a breath of fresh air because this person came into my life and didn't want absolutely anything from me. Didn't want nothing from I didn't have to stay down. I didn't have to have a bag. I didn't have to go through any of that stuff. And this person came into my life and actually help me see a bigger future for myself. This person helped me start a business um, and truly had my back, 100%. 100% had my back. It was really nothing that I could not ask for. Like, like I said, 100% had my back. And it showed me that after all these years, after all the sacrifices, after all the hard work, after the emotional roller coaster. For a new person to come into my life and invest 
in me and my future and want nothing from me made me look at things totally different. And I made a choice. I was faced with making a choice and I chose to keep that person in my life. It was, you know, it was a a, 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 a lot of things in, in, in that whole entire situation. But as I said, I'm not going to get, you know, too far in depth with any of that. Um. So what I want to touch on. If you feel it in your heart, it's genuine and it's what you want to do do it with no regret if it doesn't turn out how you thought it was going to turn out how you wanted it to turn out move on without bitterness for the people that have abused that privilege to be in your life to have had someone to have their back, be there for them, um, especially when no one else has or was. Because a lot of times when people go to jail, after about good 90 days, um, people start falling off by the wayside. So when you are there and other people are not, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. When they come home and they forget about you and, you know, because what happens is, you know, they back, they back, they back, they back. That same person that they told you they wasn't going to be, that they weren't going to do anymore, you know, as they say, a zebra don't change its stripes. Now, some people do change, guys. Don't, don't get me wrong. Some people do change. And of course, again... I'm married to somebody in prison. So people do change. Please don't get me wrong. People do change. But for the ones that don't, you have to let it go. You have to take everything that you put into that situation and you have to just look at it as a life lesson um you have to look at it for what you gained from it because it it, is some gains within it you know whether you um learn something about yourself whether you um experience something that you never experienced and it could be the love it could be the love you know you you might had never been loved like that before or or um have been able to have the conversations that you had before so there is a gain in it you have to find the gain in it and then you have to process everything and you have to move on do not continue to be accessible once you find out that they don't want what you want you will spend years years keeping up that same behavior I did it I did it. Um, 
how I healed from the situation. I pretty much accepted everything for what it was once it was over with. I just had to wake up and dust myself off and keep moving. And I also had to trust and put my faith in God to heal me and to also put me back together. And then there's this other element. Karma. Karma is the inevitable. You must know that you cannot go through life mistreating people, doing people bad, um, using people and not have repercussions. And unfortunately, you know, that is something that's that's unavoidable. Now, of course, when we mad, we say things, we wish things on people and stuff like that, you know, but in all seriousness, guys, like God says, you reap what you sow. And it will come back. It will definitely come back. Now, you might not be there to witness it, but please understand, it will come back. Sometimes you 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 might sit back and say, dang, well, you know, it just seemed like this person I moved on. They live in a happy life and nothing has affected them and all of this stuff. And it took for my brother to explain to me how God works. God will continue to let you have this wonderful life that he thinks that you're having up until judgment day with him. So, guys, you know, filter your situation, filter your feelings. Be careful with your heart and how you move when you're dealing with people and you're unsure. It's sad that you just can't freely, you know, be like the fairy tales and just fall in love. And, you know, all the words that they're saying just mean so much. It's it's unfortunate, but it's real life. And no, we, we cannot do that. Um, but don't be guarded. You know, don't be guarded. Don't don't miss out on the opportunity for someone to come into your life and give you that love that you deserve and, and be that person that you need them to be. You have to sometimes go through a lot. You know, I hey, kissing the frogs. I kissed a lot of frogs to get a print. Sometimes you have to go through a lot. Um, and for the people on the opposite end of it, you know, you have to think about what they as well go through. You know, it, it's a lot of people who have a lot of emotional damage. It's a lot of people who grew up, you know, not loved and verbally abused, mentally abused, and that's all they know. It's learned behavior. So majority of the times they don't even understand what they're doing to you because they have been done like that for so long. It's natural. You just happen to run into a broken person. And when you run into a broken person, they will break you too. My friend used to tell me you cannot pick up broken glass without getting cut. Keep that in mind you cannot pick up broken glass without getting cut and once you realize that walk away 
walk away. Do not try to continue on going in hopes that things will change or their mindset will change. Because I will tell you this, and I am a witness to this. When I first began a relationship with my husband, honestly, I did not think that we were going to make it. And I did not think that because, again, we live two different lifestyles. His thought process was not the same as mine. And it was, you know, many a times I was even telling him, I don't think, you know, we'll be able to make this happen. You know, we could just probably just be friends and keep things, you know, the way it's been before. Because I didn't I didn't see it. I I just I just didn't see it. But as time went on, he showed me. He showed me. So when somebody really wants something with you and wants to be with you, they will put in the work and they will show you effortlessly. It's nothing that you have to tell them. It's nothing that you have to, you know, draw out a a, a diagram or, you know, the blueprint. They will do it. So if someone is telling you that they don't want this, listen to them. And if they do want it, allow them to put in the work. But you don't move. You've done enough. You've done enough. You save yourself from future heartbreak. You save yourself from future confusion um, and wasted time. Time is something that we cannot get back. Money, replaceable. Time, we cannot get that back. So my husband showed me. He put the work in, you know, and... I saw the change and it's the change that he wanted. He wanted that change. They say a man will do what he needs to do for the woman that he wants to be with. He has to do it or she has to do it. And that's why I stress that my husband is patient because he knew my fear he knew my apprehension he knew that I really 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 did not want no parts I I just I felt like it's gonna be the same scenario and he allowed me to be patient to work through that Because I did have to work through that. For me to let my guard down, for me to trust this process, I really had to put the work in myself. And I am so glad that I did because I fell in love, but my puzzle is complete. And it's not quote unquote jail talk. Let me tell you something. You feel it in your gut. You feel it in your gut when, you, when you're when being used. You know, your gut and your intuition never leads you the wrong way. But I felt it in my gut. I felt it in the way he responded to me. I felt it in 
how he paid attention to things that I would say that might bother me. And he just changed it on his own. He just switched it on his own. Everything was effortlessly on my end. And again, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I did that because I love my husband and I don't know what the future may hold. I'm not saying we a perfect couple and it's going to be happily ever after. Because again, now, you know, he does have to come out. He does have to be back faced with, you know, a lot of his demons and a lot of his flaws and a lot of things that, you know, he might fall weakness to. So there is still a major journey ahead of us. And I am very, very aware of that. But what I will say, I will say this. I have put less work in. And when I say work, money, time, I have not cried one time. One time for my husband hurt my feelings or or treating me a certain type. He brings me no tears. We have not argued outside of bologna sandwich, but no, we have not even argue guys at all he has never even just completely went off on me to just had me like oh my god I can't believe he talked to me like like no nothing 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 has happened in that manner and those are a lot of things that made me feel how I feel today I had no red flags except for past experiences. And you will know, you know, you you will know. They always say you will know. You will know. So I just wanted to say to whoever, female, male, whoever, Love yourself. Don't regret the choices that you make or have made when you love someone. Understand your season with them. Understand your purpose for you to be in their lives and why. Have the strength and the discernment Be able to put yourself first when things become unhealthy. And most of all, put your faith and your trust in God that no matter what the outcome is, it's meant to be and it's something on the other side of it. One thing that you would never, ever fail on is the fact that you did something from your heart out of love when you did not have to. Whether it was your hard-earned money or not, whether it was taking out time that you didn't have or not, you will be rewarded for that. You have to trust that and you have to believe that. Your heart will be mended. God will send you someone to mend your heart. Or it may be time for you to mend it on your own. Maybe you needed this to happen so that you could take a step back and work on you. I don't know. 
But what I will say is for the opportunists, for the users, for the people who are just out for self and are selfish, I pray. I pray for you. I pray for you, for you know not what you have done. Because eventually, eventually, you have to pay. The due will have to be done. And this is not me wishing anything bad on anybody at all. But what I am saying is, eventually it will come it will come it will come around it will definitely come around and it might it might not personally affect you and that's something that people also need to understand your karma could actually land on your loved ones your mom your dad your kids your sister whatever you know you might be just getting yourself together and your life is going good and then boom here comes karma. Unexpected. You thought you got away with it. And time to pay. So you have to be careful how you treat people. You have to be careful um, how you handle people who actually have taken the time to love you, to care about you, and to be there for you. And you don't know what people have sacrificed. You don't know what these people have sacrificed. Sometimes these sacrifices go unknown and untold. Because the people know. They know what they went through. So you have to be very careful. You have to be very, very mindful. Um, And if you can't be 100% honest with someone and I don't mean the gray area honest I mean the straight up black and white honest then you do not need to pull people into your world it's abuse it's abuse and it's disrespect so for those who have asked me this I hope that I answered the best way I can I hope I touched on, um, you know, some things that you can relate to as far as my personal situation. Um, I'm okay. I came out okay. Like, I don't have any regrets. I'm not bitter about the situation. This was a person that I cared about and that I loved. So I was there. I did what I felt like I wanted to do. I did what I felt like what was right. Um, However, it turned out, you know, that's how God intended it to be. That's how it, he intended it to be. Yes, you know, time was wasted. Yes, you know, financially, you know, I, I was there a lot. Um, I could have found other things to do with my money, but that just wasn't what it was supposed to be for whatever reason. That was where my life was supposed to be at that time. I do not question it. Of course, I did at first, but... I do not question it. Um, Everything that I went through got me here. As I said before, it got me here. Whatever that journey is and, and, and the previous 
path I had to take, I do not regret it because it got me here. And I will do it again. I will do it again. If it gets me here, I will do it again. So, guys, um, there might not be a happily ever after for everyone. And and listen, guys, it, it's not, it, it has nothing to even do with prison. This These are relationship issues that happen outside, too. You know, so no expectation, low, no letdown. And again, I hope you guys um, got something from this. I hope that I was able to help someone. And just as much as, you know, your prayers are with my husband and myself and you're on this journey with me. Please know that my prayers are with you guys and I am on the journey with you as well. I want to thank you for tuning in to episode six. Um, thank you so much for listening, subscribing, uh, coming back, passing the word on. I am literally one person away from my subs- uh, subscribers goal, as I said before, and I cannot tell you enough. Thank you guys. You know, reaching this goal is is big for me because my podcast will generate money. I mean, who doesn't want to make money and do what they love? <laughs> so <laughs> it's a blessing, guys. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. And we're going to keep going with episode six. Okay, guys, it is story time. So I was pondering on what story to pull out my story box. There are so many. But today, I wanted to tell you about when my husband found out I have a male best friend. Guys, he was not going for it, okay? This man put me in a interrogation for some days about my relationship with my best friend. And when I tell y'all, I just was like, oh my God, like it just seemed no matter what I tried to tell him, no matter how much I tried to explain to him and I hate explaining, but you know, Hey, it's my husband. So I don't care what I said. He was not going for it. I even had to get my other best friend, Farrah, which is his niece to almost be my representative my attorney because he just wasn't going for it and I knew the only person that could really talk to him about something like that would be her because 
again, that's his niece. So we, we all know, like, she's not going to just sit by and let me tell her uncle that I got this dude that's my best friend and I'm messing with him or something crazy like that. So I really had to put her in the middle, y'all. Like, like you know, I had to before. I had to put her in the middle because she knows my best friend. We all hang together. And I just was not going to sacrifice my friendship my friends are like my family and I know for a fact you know I don't know how other people look at it but when the bottom falls out when things go left um when relationships fail your friends are there to pick up the pieces your true friends your real friends that is are there to pick up the pieces and I know that no matter what I go through, you know, relationship, out of relationship, whatever it is, my friends have always had my back. So by no means that I want to have to sacrifice or compromise my friendship just because it's a male. For the life of me, I do not know why people really feel like you cannot be friends with the opposite sex I don't know but what I do know is everybody not trying to hunch on everybody everybody is not trying to sleep with everybody so and the shit borderline be def- uh, offensive <laughs> at times but um yeah I just I just had to find a way to you know get him to understand and accept like hey I got a best friend and it's a male but I'm telling y'all he was not going for it he was not going for it I mean he he went into you know you sure you don't you sure y'all don't mess around you you sure he don't like you you sure he don't want to mess with you and I'm like gross gross and gross I look at my best friend as my brother so hell no but we have been friends since 1996 so I could see if two years from now all of a sudden you know I'm telling my husband I got this best friend okay yeah you're gonna question that for sure but this has been my friend for a long time and our friendship is 100% genuine um he's like a brother I mean that's how I look at him like when things get hectic stuff go wrong you know what I'm saying as a man like he has stepped up for me you know as my best friend so I really had to try to do some you know work I had to work on this one guys I had to work because my husband was not going for it you know my husband is a man and he does not feel like his woman should be a woman (laughs) to any other man (laughs) and I get it because again I know my best friend had to go through that too with females in his life but once they really saw like okay this is a genuine situation it's not like that then everything was cool and so I had to get to a place with that with my husband because I'm telling y'all he he just he just was not going for it like at all like and and honestly honestly my husband probably done been somebody best friend and brother too and was knocking them off on the side so guys don't mistake it now <laughs> sometimes people be tripping about stuff that they know they done did you know what I mean so 
uh, a hit dog gonna holler. But that is not the case with me and my best friend. And one of the biggest things that eventually made him accept I have a male best friend is the trust between us. My husband trusts me. I do not give him any reason not to trust me. And because he trusts me, because he knows me, um, he eventually let it go. Now, sometimes jokingly, he'll be like, mm-hmm, your best friend, you know, stuff like that or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's like sometimes I still think he ain't going for it, but he trusts me. Like, he really, really does trust me. And it's not anything that I had to actually do to make him trust me. It's like he just saw how I moved, um, how I responded to certain things, how I handled certain things. And he genuinely, like, trust me like my husband really really trusts me like he does not question or doubt me at all and if he does it's probably just from other experiences that he may have had like we all do you know we we all have that in the back of our mind sometimes but no he he really trusts me so after some time and some convincing um he he accepted it and um of course by him being incarcerated it's not like I could say well, babe, you know, let's go out. You know, you guys can meet. So it's still one of those things where he just has to take my word for it. And that's a hard thing to do. So, um, I mean, I, I understand it. And therefore, by me understanding it, I just try to, you know, keep him comfortable with you know with, with knowing and and every time you know if I hang with my best friend I mean whatever I do I'm an open book to my husband so if I'm with my best friend if I'm with fair we doing this if I'm with deep we doing this and I'm just honest and open about it and still I know in the back of his mind he still got an issue because he's a man and for whatever reason he just feels like, you know, uh-uh, he a man. But let me tell you something. We've been friends since 1996, like I said before. If something was going to jump off between me and my best friend, it would have happened a long time ago. And at this point in my life, like, it's like he's my family. You know what I'm saying? So, I had to... Oof, that was a hard one. I just did not want to have to compromise my friendship with my best friend like I didn't want to have to be the girl that got to lie because you know she hanging with her male best friend and her husband don't I can't live my life like that I'm too honest um I don't lie very well like you know I'm too upfront you're gonna know (laughs) like if it's some bullshit with me um so like I said I just didn't want to have to go through all of that and I'm just glad we got past that um, that place. Hopefully we did. I think we did, but, um, he wasn't with it. He was not with it. And I'm quite sure it's a lot of women that can identify with that one because for real and, and males, people just don't think that, you know, you could be friends with the opposite sex. And I don't understand why, because I mean, it's the same kind of friendship. Let me tell you something. My male best friend, he is such a dude like he don't gossip like I I, oh my god I cannot even think of a time I called him and was just gossiping 
he ain't with it. You start that gossip and stuff. You start talking about folks. You know, he he telling people business. He gonna get off the phone with you, or he gonna change the subject. He he's not with all that. But I have always had better relationships with males, and and I think it's because how close me and my dad was. I'm not really sure, but the fact the fact that I have a male best friend, um. I knew this was something that I had to get out the way with my husband. And he's not my only male friend. He's my male best friend. But guess what? My husband knows about them too. And I mean, <laughs> he went with none of the shit <laughs> with that either. But hey, growing pains, work in progress. Um, all I have to do is just, you know, see what happens when he comes home but other than that that was a that was a tough one that was a tough one in our beginning stages because like I said I love my friends I love my friends and I thank God that my best friend Pharaoh was able to you know just really explain to him that that friendship is 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 really um is really genuine like straight up it's really really genuine but yeah guys um i don't know like why do people think that males and females cannot be best friends and and a lot of times most of the times they think that They'll only let me not say they think they'll only they'll accept if the guy, if the guy is gay because now it's like I guess he's closer to being a girl or something I don't know but I think it's crazy I mean my husband you know he's he's a man he's protective he's territorial so I do get it but um we've been friends since 1996 so you know this has been a long friendship and I just needed for my husband to be okay with it and he seems to be okay so he says <laughs> but he might come home and be awesome no you cannot I don't know I hope he don't do that but anyway guys so that is it for story time I hope you guys enjoyed it um I'm trying to not be all mushy mushy corny corny with you guys but Again, that was story time, guys. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode six. So, guys, it's time for the meme of the day. Don't mind the inmate. Beware of the wife. Yeah, I like this one. I'm going to save this one. As a matter of fact, I might put this one in the front yard instead of beware of the cat. <laughs> if you want to see the meme of the day, I post them on the um, podcast social media. The Instagram is Wetlock Chronicles Podcast and the Twitter is Wetlock Podcast. Now, guys, it is time for my favorite part of the episode, my husband's update. My husband is crazy. <laughs> That's my update for the day. 
So yesterday I told him about the bonus Friday um episode with Michelle and Jojo and I was just so excited to tell him, you know, about how it went and the things we talked about and I told him that I asked them about the bologna sandwich and the bologna burger. Guys, let me tell you, I was already in the process of talking to my sister on the phone. So me and my sister on the phone and we just talking about the bologna sandwich. We talking about everything. So when he calls, I tell her, I'm like, okay, um, you know, I'm gonna call you back. It's him. So as I'm telling him about what we talked about, he's like, so baby, did you tell them what you said? And I was like, yeah, you know, I told them that. I told you that, um, you know, I was so mad that we would be, I wouldn't be making no dinner or cooking no, um, I'm sorry, making no plates that we would be eating bologna sandwiches. And he was like, oh, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You said I would be eating bologna sandwiches. Y'all, my husband told me that I done lied to myself all this time that I have convinced myself that I said we. Now, I know I said we would be eating bologna sandwiches. I I, I know I said that because, again, guys, let's not forget, I like bologna. Now, you know I'm not going to make him I'm not gonna make him a bologna sandwich and not me, and I'm sure not going to let him eat a bologna sandwich in my face and I have one. So, I'm like, no, nah, babe, like I said, we. He like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm, I, I need to go ahead and hurry up and get on this podcast because you, you lying. You lying to them people. <laughs> And I called my sister and put her on speakerphone because actually, if I would have been recording this, it would have been perfect for you guys to hear because he was really in his feelings again about a bologna sandwich. Oh my God, I should have never brought the bologna sandwich up. So he wants me to come back and edit my show and say that I said, and these was his words, you didn't tell me we, matter of fact, you said your ass will be eating bologna. Y'all, I didn't say that. I did not say that. But he swears up and down that I said that. So anyway, after we got off the phone of him telling me that, he still emailed me, y'all, and told me I need to come back <laughs> and edit my show so that I can tell the truth that I said that he would be eating it and that I was the one that was tripping. And I have lied to myself all this time. And I am spinning the story, y'all. So, so he now says... He does not want to seem petty or harsh <laughs> in the eyes of my listeners. And it's so funny to me, y'all, because he really doesn't get the fact that I did make it what it was. Like, he took it the wrong way, you know, and my purpose was really showing how we worked through that. But his ass was mad about that bologna sandwich. Like, that is the point. He was mad about the bologna sandwich. And now the bologna sandwich, again, is coming back to hunt my ass. So now we're back on the bologna sandwich. Oh, my God. The bologna sandwich is my kryptonite at this point in my life, guys. So 
next episode, he will be on here to explain his side of the bologna sandwich. But outside of that, he is doing good. He's doing good. He is still in his positive frame of mind. Um, he is still uplifted. You guys, um, thank you for praying for him and keeping him uplifted. You know, it is definitely working. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, and of course, you know, he's still on his 23 hour, um, lockdown. So, Oh Lord, I can't wait till we get past that, but it's the process guys. It's the process. That's, this is what I have to keep telling myself. It's the process. I am just glad that I am still able to talk to him every day. And we got past the Atlanta saga. So other than that, guys, he is, he's doing good. He's, he's really, really doing good. And, um, of course, you know, he got a, a, a to-do list for me for next week. So <laughs> I got to make my list and, and check some things off. But as I said before, you, you become your husband's assistant, secretary, and everything. And I do not mind doing it uh, one bit. I love my husband, and I'm here to support him. So whatever he needs for me to do, I am on it. Um, and that's that on that. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for um, listening and subscribing. And thank you guys for supporting my husband. On today's On a Serious Note Facts, I wanted to talk about the history of imprisonments. Now, I found this article in the Crime Museum. The original purpose of confining a person within a prison was not to punish them, but was a means of keeping the perpetrator of a crime detained until the actual punishment could be carried out. This was usually in a form of corporal punishment that was intended to cause the guilty person pain, such as being beaten with a whip or capital punishment, which was used as a variety of methods to claim the lives of the condemned individuals. London is known as the birthplace of modern imprisonment. A philosopher named Jeremy Bentham was against the death penalty and thus created a concept for a prison that would be used to hold prisoners as a form of punishment. Bentham drew up plans for a facility in which prisoners would remain for extended periods of time. His design was intended to ensure that the people who were locked up would never know if they were being watched by guards or not, which he felt would allow the prison to save money. Since the inmates could not be certain how many guards were present, Bitham reasoned fewer officers would need to be hired to maintain the peace. In the end, this prison was never built, but the concept of using prisons as a form of long-term punishment did catch on. By the 19th century, prisons were being built for the sole purpose of housing inmates. They were intended to deter people from committing crimes. People who were found guilty of various crimes would be sent to these penitentiaries and stripped of their personal freedoms. Inmates were often forced to do hard labor while they were incarcerated and to live in very harsh conditions. 
Before long, one of the goals of prison of the sentences became rehabilitation of inmates. Many people felt that the fear of being locked up would be enough to deter an inmate from ever committing another crime. But other theories held that policies should be introduced to help reform prisoners before they were set free. These policies included mental examination, educational programs, and sometimes even far more drastic measures such as electroshock therapy. An opposing viewpoint to the rehabilitative efforts, I'm sorry, effects of imprisonment claims that being incarcerated will actually cause people to become even more involved with a life of crime because they become enveloped in a criminal society while living with other inmates. Regardless of these conflicting opinions on rehabilitation of criminals, imprisonment continues to be one of the most common forms of punishment around the world. And in my opinion, the rehabilitative policies basically went to shit because that concept, in my opinion, is slim to none. I do not feel like they are become they're being rehabilitated. What I feel like, you know, and as I said before, this is not a podcast of the politics of prison, but I feel like it is a it is a business. It is modern day slavery. So the rehabilitation part, um, as as Michelle and Jojo said on our Friday episode, you have to want it to do it. Other than that, um, I don't. I think that they could care less if you're getting rehabilitated. Um, definitely because, and again, and this is my opinion, when guys come out of prison, guys and girls, everything is stacked up against them. Everything that they try to do will nine times out of ten end up being a roadblock for them which once those roadblocks are created then you go right back into what possibly puts you back in prison um they make it very very hard for you to get out and just come back to the norm of being a citizen in society you know you have to put on your application you're a convicted felon you have to you know go to probation you can't work around certain people you can't work in certain environments and the whole time in prison they're just doing time they're just basically doing time like that's really it um very few people now there are successful stories don't get me wrong but again the concept of rehabilitation, I think, went out the door a long, long time ago. Sounds good, um, but I believe once it became a money-making business and people were becoming very rich and prosperous, I think everything went out the door. Everything went out the door. But I just wanted to give you a history lesson on imprisonment how it started and what was the concept so again thank you guys for tuning in thank you for um joining me (laughs) on my journey um i am one subscriber away guys one 
one subscriber away for reaching my subscribers goal. I just saw it this morning. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, so, so much for supporting me, listening, subscribing, passing the word on. I really do appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Well, guys, this concludes our episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you were entertained. And most of all, I hope you will continue this journey with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button, guys. As I stated in my previous episodes, as I continue this journey, I will get better. I promise to bring you good content to keep you entertained. Make sure to follow the show's social media. Instagram is Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. Twitter is Wetlock Podcast. If you want to submit questions, advice, or comment on the show, hit the message link in the show's description and I will respond on my bonus episode on Fridays. For brand promotions, if you want to join in on an episode, share a story, spread some knowledge, please email me. Please email me at wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for being on this journey with me. I look forward to bringing you my next episode. So please stay safe, stay blessed, And welcome to Wetlock.